Welcome to the Pog Show. I'm your host, Christine Martindale, Public Information Officer for the City of Port Orange, a city in Central Florida that is unique by choice, not by chance. I will be bringing you powerful interviews and on-the-go info to gain a better understanding of the various services and functions our city provides. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, to episode 001 of the Pog Show. So before I introduce my very first guest, I just want to say that I'm so excited to be starting this podcast. It's official. The city of Port Orange has entered into the podcast arena. People may be wondering what the name POG stands for. Well, POG stands for Port Orange Government. And this podcast is a way for our listeners, both near and far, to learn more about our city and the services and functions it provides. And it's a platform on how we can add value to the lives of others. We have many wonderful community partnerships that we'll be talking with about ways they also serve our community. So it's gonna be so much fun. So now let me welcome my very first guest. I have the pleasure of introducing City Manager of the City of Port Orange, Jake Johansson. Hi, Jake. Hey, how are you, Christine? Oh, I'm doing great, how are you? I couldn't be better, I couldn't be better. It's a, it's a Friday, it's the worst day of the week for me uh, because I have to wait the entire weekend to be back with the team on Monday, but uh, I get over it on the weekends. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, and you know, I, we're here. We've been talking about doing a podcast for some time now, right? Yeah, it's some time. It's it's always uh, falling onto the B and C list, uh, either either budget wise or time wise. But uh, hopefully, we can get something going. I'm I'm very happy that uh, that you got the the gear and the equipment to do it, and hopefully, uh, you'll be going around town interviewing people within the staff and outside the staff uh, in the community finding out what the great things in Port Orange, who's doing great things in Port Orange, and how they're contributing to such a beautiful city. Oh, I know, absolutely. And so, like, um, you know, we had started Port Orange University, you know, our Citizens Academy, which has been just uh, phenomenal, which, I, which of course, I love doing. Um, but this is just a way of um, getting out there more in the community. And, you know, we've got our Facebook page and we have our website, but this is just another platform, another avenue just to reach our citizens and, and abroad, right? This will be on iTunes, so we'll be able to reach people outside of Port Orange. You bet. One of, one of my biggest frustrations is, especially during emergencies, is we put information out uh, of an emergent nature uh, about eight different ways, yet somebody will call the city and say, I didn't know, or how was I supposed to know? Um, so it's always a challenge to get out and reach everybody. I think this is just another way to do it. And, uh, uh, you know, I applaud your efforts, by the way, at Port Orange University. That's, uh, that's something that, that I've seen other cities do, and, and it makes uh, a ton of, of goodwill, and our citizens know how the city staff operates and can straighten out a lot of confusion out in town just by knowing that information, so that's great as well. Yeah, and another thing with Port Orange University is, so it's a nine-week program, and you get to learn more about each city department, but it's establishing those relationships with the citizens. And that that's, for, for me, I just love, because you're establishing week after week, you're getting to know them, and they're also our ears and eyes um, outside the community, too. A absolutely. I think... Uh, you know, uh, Chief Grimaldi has a see something, say something uh, policy, and, and I think that's the same with citizens. You know, some people might say, you know, they're always complaining. I'm saying I, it, it increases exponentially uh, my eyes out, out, in the, uh, out in the city. If there's a pothole, 
Um, I got to tell you, uh, people on the staff, um, uh, they, they work, they do phenomenal work. But after a while, you kind of get numb to a few things you see. And, and every once in a while, somebody will come out and go, hey, there's been a pothole, or, or I pick on potholes, for uh, two weeks. And, and even I will go, I, I drive by that area. So for the past two weeks, I've driven by a pothole and not noticed it. So uh, folks, uh, you know, that, that give us that information, uh, it's a benefit to the city. We just try to get it fixed as quick as we can. So I, I, I applaud their uh, efforts using the uh, uh, report a concern button on the, on the website is, is the way to go that way. But uh, um, any way we get the information, we're, we'll take care of it. Yeah, so, you know, going back just a little bit, so you've been with the city for about five years now, right? I have, five years in August. Wow, time flies, right, when you're it, having fun? It does, it does. It's been, a, it's been a glorious five years. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, I've met a lot of nice people out in town. I've met a, a great staff. I think, uh, I think our staff is, you know, I, I spent some time in the military before I came here, and uh, one of the things that I, I wanted to try to uh, instill is a culture of camaraderie and teamwork here and I, th I think we've come a long way not to say you you weren't there when I got here but we've come a long way advancing the efforts of, of Ken Parker and uh, David Harden and Greg Casella uh, the guys that preceded me in, in making this a, a, a cohesive team uh, and I, I very much appreciate it and I've gotten to know what we have over 400 uh, employees and and, and there's some names I still don't get, but but uh, for the most part, I've met or know everybody, and that's that's awesome. And that was actually my, my next question in terms of what your background was before coming to the city of Port Orange. So I spent, wow, I joined the Navy in 1980, about uh, uh, three weeks after graduating from high school, um, with the intent of doing four years and going back to Western New York uh, to, to be with my uh, family and do something up there, uh, and 36 years later, uh, I retired from the, uh, 35 and a half years later, 36 years, I retired from the Navy uh, from uh, being the commanding officer of a naval base in, in Norfolk, and um, I was friends with a bunch of city managers in the area. They said, you know, you do the same thing that we do, just not in uniform. You ought to consider this this line of work when you get out. And you know, I'm motivated by public service. I really like uh, 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 helping people, defending the freedoms of, of uh, our citizens and whatnot. So uh, I thought it was a logical move. Uh, so here I am. Port Orange took a chance. Uh, I appreciate the, the council five years ago taking a chance on somebody that's never been a city manager before. Um, I don't know if they're happy they made that decision or not, but, but uh, here I am five years later. And time goes by, and, and you know, you being in the military, um, having a, a leadership style, um, I would call you more of a servant leader. That be your management style yeah, that you I, would have? Yeah, I, I think you may have heard that from me before. I, um, um, Robert Greenleaf is not the inventor of servant leadership, but he's the first one that wrote about it. He wrote a, uh, a paper called uh, the, the Leader as a Servant. And, um, um, you know, I kind of grasped a hold of that uh, when I was an enlisted guy, when I first started out. And um, I found that, that by removing barriers for people that work with me, and I try not to say for me, um, uh, and, and getting things done, 
is it, it benefits you. Uh, you talked about relationships. You develop relationships, and it really it really works out well. And and so I I I I try to serve the citizens. I try to serve the elected officials, and I try to serve the staff, uh, uh, removing barriers so they can get stuff done. Not always easy. Some of those barriers are made of some heavy duty cinder block, but 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 we do our best. You know, we talk about um, you know serving our employees and elected officials and citizens you know we 2020 was a year and so with the pandemic right and so um in terms of how we, we're not out of the woods yet with this pandemic right right but how we came through it with our employees we had coffee with the city manager and how how you handled it dealing with not only citizens but our employees when it comes to this pandemic because this is something maybe not, maybe you have but we haven't gone through something like this before right so not not this uh not this long and, and protracted right uh we've done uh uh we've we've been in two real hurricanes and two almost hurricanes since i've been here uh and and those those come we ramp up we we do the business we're supposed to do we ramp down we pick up the garbage we clean up and we move on um, uh, except for FEMA. FEMA doesn't move on. We're still trying to get some money back. But, um, but the pandemic is long-lasting. And, and from, my, from my military time, I don't think I've ever lived through a long-lasting crisis per se. But if you look back at it, um, uh, the, the Afghanistan, uh, you know, the uh, Operation Enduring Freedom and Iraqi Freedom, those were those were long-term crises. But I wasn't the CEO of the business that was managing. The, you know, that was the Secretary of Defense and the President. So uh, I was just a guy at the at the end of the whip doing doing the uh, uh, doing the good work to keep us free. Um, so so this is this is tough, but. Um, I, I uh, when I when I went to Iraq with my squadron, brought 600 people over there, brought 600 people back. We served each other. We took care of each other, and I and I think that that's the key point here in the city, uh, from a staff perspective, is that during the pandemic we take care of each other. Um, I am very sensitive to, uh, uh, and empathetic and sympathetic to people's feelings. Everybody's thinking something different. And, and, you know, sometimes you want to say, suck it up, buttercup, but, but that's not the right thing to say because you don't know what those people are going through. You mentioned coffee with the city manager. We do it virtually. We do it on Zoom. And, and there's a core group of people that, that want that, uh, that almost need it. Um, you know, some people just want to talk. Some people want to hear stories and get their mind off of, off of what's going on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more than willing to take the time to do that. Um, uh, and, and, again, it's, it's serving those people. I don't care if three people show up on that Zoom call. Uh, I'll spend a half an hour, hour with them if I can and, and, and uh, listen to what they have to say. And if they're quiet, I'll, if they want to hear stories, I'll, gosh knows, I got stories. And, and that's true. I mean, it's, this may be a, a new normal. You know, we don't even know what normal is anymore. So um, I know, like you talked about the coffee with the city manager. Um, me being in the office, 
I, I actually enjoy that because I get to know some of the employees that I didn't really get to associate, you know, every day. I don't, you know, associate with everyone every day. So it's sure. nice to be able to have that. Um, maybe we can't come face to face, but over Zoom, it's really been great. You know, I, I've always found that, that if you develop a, a personal or semi-personal relationship with somebody, it's a lot harder to treat them poorly. And, and in this time in our nation where I, I, I pick social media, is it not easy to make somebody feel and look bad on social media? It's hard to do. There's four of us in this room right now. I don't think anybody would say some of the stuff we've seen on social media to, to each other in here. We might feel frustrated, but, but what comes out of our mouth is a very respectful conversation about our differences. And, and, and I think that's the key. You talked about relationships. Being relational and relational behavior is very important. And, and that's one of the things I think I had an all-hands meeting when I first got here. You weren't here yet. And that's the first thing I said to everybody is, is I, I, I want you all to feel like a family. I want fire to love police. I want police to love uh, parks and rec. And it's not a competition about money. It's not a competition about everybody. we got to cooperate to graduate. And, and I also told my department heads that, that you will be evaluated on how well you play in the sandbox together. If I got somebody that's not going to share their toys, they're not going to spend much time working for me. And, and they were already there. That's the good news. Uh, it, it's been a great group of department heads. Yep. And anywhere from, from employees to citizens to local businesses, we did a local campaign for this pandemic. And, you know, we, we've got the, you know, we got the franchises here in Port Orange, but we also can't forget about the local businesses here, too. And, and that's something that through this pandemic, we've really been able to promote those local businesses with this campaign, I've, too. I've always loved uh, local small business. I lived in, in a, uh, a town called Coronado, California, and it was it's, it was they called it an island, but but it, it wasn't. But you go over a bridge, and there's there's no. I don't recall there being any franchises there. It was all small business. You wanted something for plumbing, you went to the hardware store. You got your haircut from from Jimmy's mom, you know that kind of thing. So uh, I fell in love with small business and local business uh, when I was in in Coronado. So coming here. Uh, I try to I try to do that here too, and and the city does too. We we uh, uh, we support uh, small business all the time. Not to say that I don't go to McDonald's for some fries every once in a while, uh, but but uh, for the most part, there's a bunch of great small business here that we can support. And uh, um, you know, I know there's people through the chamber, uh, through Rotary when I used to be in Rotary, and I think uh, I think they do a good job, and and they're doing a good job in the pandemic as well. They are. So what is your question for you? What is your vision for Port Orange, a long-term vision? What would you like to see? What would be your, I don't know, something, fa your favorite thing that you would want to see here in Port Orange? Sure. So, so uh, my view is that uh, Port Orange is, is going to grow a little bit more. So my vision is to... Um, uh, I don't want to use the word educate, but inform. Inform our, our citizens 
on on what our master plan says for economic development what's what's already written the plan to make people familiar with that so when growth comes they go i i i wanted that to be a cow pasture well that's that's not what the plan says it's just been that way for a long time and and to inform them of what it what it is planned to be and then give them a little bit of a, a macro view of what port orange could be when we get built out which we're almost there if you look at some of the the empty land on williamson after that we're, we're done and then we'll start thinking about infill right uh, developers want a blank canvas but when the blank canvas is gone they'll start repainting over some of the old stuff like uh, uh, down by uh, us1 so um, so I, w I would like to inform our citizens I would also like to make sure everybody's on the same page when we talk about smart growth smart growth to me is a textbook smart growth definition smart growth to the person that doesn't want a storage facility next to their house is nothing in that property next to my house so um we, we got to be on the same page when we talk about whatever word we're using in this case smart growth so um but i would like to see riverwalk uh, uh developed i would like to see city center as a uh as a campus a shared campus between municipal services port orange the city of port orange and palmer this could be a whole huge complex of of campus style living uh, which is smart growth right walkable areas and then um, then we'll we'll finish developing the uh, Williamson corridor add some parkland hopefully out at the uh, Karasi property and uh, uh, that that'll be it I think will be built out uh, we need to expand our roadways um, uh, keeping in mind that Dunlawton's a state road Clyde Morris Nova and Williamson are county roads by by and large and and we need to work together with those people to make stuff happen and, and we are um but we're on their their schedule so uh same with taylor and pioneer trail um and last but not least the pioneer interchange will be huge for port orange it'll keep a lot of traffic of that pioneer development that's happening out there off the dunlawton interchange which is very important to our citizens you know when you talk about that campus feel there we go again. I, I always think about relationships, right? I could just picture like a campus feel between here, city center, and Palmer, and mm -hmm. people walking, and and again, citizens getting together with citizens and and having that relationship feel. We have a great relationship with uh, Palmer College, and and I would I would like to continue that. Um, uh, we've helped them; they've helped us. And and tell me when you're driving down the road that looking to the right and seeing Palmer College is not value added to your day. It's a beautiful campus as it stands right now. Absolutely. So uh, changing gears a little bit. So on a, on a fun note, what do you like to do when you're not working, when you're not attending council so, meetings? <laughs> what's left? Um, no, so, That's true. Uh, Weekends, I guess. Right? So I, I do, uh, my uh, family uh, recently bought a camper. We're, we're part of that okay we can't do this let's do that so uh, we try to camp once or twice a month uh, locally uh, within cell phone range of the elected officials and um, uh, as most of you know I'm, I'm I, I love fly fishing so I try to make it out west for a, a week or two uh, every other year uh, we just got back from a trip from Montana uh, I think I was in Wyoming before uh, just after I got hired 
and uh, I try to spend time somewhere where there's trout. Uh, the good news is trout trout don't know about COVID, so so they 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 responded well to my fly when I was out in Montana. So that that's kind of what we do. I have three sons. One of them is in college. The other two are are uh, baseball and soccer players. So we chase them around the state of Florida and. And we haven't gone out of state yet, but the state of Florida, watching them play ball. Sounds like a very jam-packed schedule you have, but it's but a fun. lot of fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Is there anything that one last point or question that you want to put out there to citizens or employees or anybody out in the community and afar? Yeah, I, I would say I would say for the citizens of our community uh, to to be engaged. Um, you know, throughout the year, uh, in, in, my, in my life, not just here, um, I hear people that are not happy with something in their municipality, in their state, and, th- and then you get down to talking to them and you find out that they either didn't vote or they've never been at a council meeting or they've never been to the website, which has a, a wealth of knowledge. We j- you just got to find it and don't be afraid to call. We'll let you know where it is. Um, but But... There's a lot of information out there. Uh, you see a yellow sign on the road that says public notice. You can call and get a voicemail, and we'll call you back in 24 hours because we have a whole list of calls that we have to answer back. Or you can go to the website, to, in our case, the community development website, and it's got the whole list of what's going on where. So you don't have to ask Mayor Burnett, hey, what's going on in the quarter of Clyde Morrison? Madeline, you can just look on our website. I know it's easier to call the mayor, but the mayor takes that voicemail. He flips it to me. I flip it to Tim Berman in community development, who flips it to Melanie, who looks on the website and answers it. So, uh, And that takes 24, 48 hours when you can get your answer in five minutes if, you, if, you, if we teach people how to fish. So get involved. Know what's going on in your city. Um, uh, do what you can to not be the person that didn't know. Uh, we communicate on Facebook. We communicate on our webpage. We communicate on Twitter. We communicate on WSBB. We communicate on WNDB. Uh, the staff does on SBB. I would say the elected officials more on WNDB. Uh, but uh, um, but a lot of information going on out there. You just got to know where to find it. And it's our job to direct people to it. That's correct. We also have a city manager weekly update that's actually on our website every week, and it gives it an idea of, you know, all the departments and that what, what a, we do. That is a huge resource, absolutely. Uh, we've gotten to the point where we're telling people what sidewalks are getting done next week, what roads are getting paved, uh, uh, and and uh, I, I think that goes a long way to, the, to setting expectations letting people know what's going on and that's the most important thing we try to set that expectation up front let them know what's what's coming and uh, it's, it makes it a little bit easier to uh, to swallow if we have to put out news that maybe people won't like about it so absolutely but thank you jake i'm so excited i wrapped up my first episode and you were my first guest well thank you very much for having me uh good luck with the rest of them i think it is going to be fun and uh, uh hopefully you can uh, uh wrap these up and and get them up on on itunes and and get a lot of what are they they're not called likes subscriptions i guess subscriptions that's correct subscriptions and we're going to have a variety 
um, from community partners to department heads to, to employees. Or it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to try to mix it up a little bit. So. Great, great. Thank you, Jake. Have fun. So that wraps up our first episode. So until next time. Thank you so much for spending time with me today on the pod show we've only just begun and with you sharing subscribing and leaving a five-star review for this podcast it's really going to help launch us to the next level together 